tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome back to Black Twitter, where we discuss all the latest entertainment and news. This is your girl, AJ. You know, the sweetest sassy me. And And before we get into it, let me introduce you to the best to ever do it. Okay, hello, hi. The oh-so-beautiful Ashley Dior will be coming in with Black Twitter News. Hey, girl. Hi, guys. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Next, we have Mr. Lover of all things sci-fi and fantasy, hosting actor Elgin Ball, and he will be letting us know what music is dropping this week. You already know what's up, y'all. I'm ready to get started. <laughs> And last, but certainly not least, lover of 90s music and outer space, James Maple, will be letting us know what's going down in club quarantine. What's up, James? And I heard you were dropping some fire tonight. You know how we do. I'm so excited. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Yes. So let's go ahead. We're going to start with you, James. And you are joined by a special guest, Trina Dong, to help weigh in on your topic. So what's going on? Yes. So um, if you guys didn't know, um, 45 held a rally over this weekend. And a lot of K-pop fans came through to show support in a way that only K-pop fans can do. <laughs> so I had to reach out to my homegirl. Like, she has been by my side throughout this entire thing calling me every day, checking in on me, a true ally for the BLM movement. Miss Trina Dong, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm so excited to have you up? here. Hey, I'm so excited to be with all of you, all of us yeah, together girl. in a show. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So fun. So, so Trina, uh, you know, yeah. Trina is our resident, like, K-pop expert and, like, so down for us and our cause. <sighs> so she was a perfect guest to bring on. So, Trina, can you please enlighten us? What the heck is going on with K-pop and 45? <laughs> what the heck is going on is right. I totally understand why you wouldn't know the answer to that. So (laughs) at the beginning, probably about two weeks ago, right, we had the White Lives Matter trending. So we had that hashtag that came first. And then we had a bunch of K-pop fans uh, take it over. I know some of you saw it then. I know Elgin for sure did. He tweeted about it. And then um, this came and then we're back with another hashtag White Lives Matter again. So I just want to break it down for you numbers wise. so you kind of understand the magnitude of all of these people? So in 2019, 6.1 billion social posts were tweeted by K-pop fans, okay? So (laughs) 6.1 billion. And the leading countries to do that are Thailand, South Korea, Indonesia, the United States, and the Philippines. So it's widespread everywhere and people ride so hard for their groups that they like all k-pop fans don't like every group but they ride for the ones that they do so when this happened i think k-pop fans a knew something was wrong but also b started seeing the groups that they like stand up Mm -hmm. do something about it donate say something, post something. And so once they see, oh, they always do good things. Let's say BTS, for instance. They're about loving yourself, loving other people, no matter race, gender, everything. And so they'll follow in the footsteps. And then, you know, that's how it all kind of evolves. And then if you look at K-pop fans, like if you guys were to come with me to a K-pop show, y'all would fit in better than you think. 
because this is what a K-pop audience looks like. They Word. all look like me. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> friends, my closest friends that come with me to K-pop shows are Hispanic. So, wow. yeah, so it's like, it looks like all of us. So that's Very diverse. diverse. Exactly. That's awesome. Right. So that's the basis of it. Any questions? Can you talk to us further more about the whole white lives matter trend and how they took that hashtag and made it something completely different? Because when I yeah. clicked on it this weekend, I will admit, your boy was a little heated when he saw that white lives matter was trending. Like, what are we doing? Exactly, but can you please explain to, 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 these, to myself, to my co-host, to our audience, yeah. what exactly this whole white lives matter trend is? Sure. So I think we have a couple images that we'll throw up, but basically, K-pop fans love a reason to talk about the people that they stand, right? And so they went ahead and saw this really crappy hashtag and a couple of them and just took ownership of them and started sharing fan cams, videos of their favorite bands, funny memes of their favorite ba bands. Some of them were saying things to people who are using the hashtag and you know making comments about, hey, racist, check this out instead. But some people were just straight up putting like dance videos up of their favorite group. <laughs> We so it depends it. on who it was, but they just took it over knowing that they could because so when a band has a comeback, which is like an album release, basically, when they have a comeback, all of their fans mobilize with very specific hashtags, dates, times to be streaming, to be doing everything. So their numbers go sky high. So they did the same thing for this. They saw this happening. It started and then it just pops off and goes forever and then everybody retweets, everybody tweets, everybody goes crazy. I wow. feel like if, if the black community had a, a, a fraction of the solidarity of the K-pop community, we could take over these things. You know what I mean? Like, this is incredible, Trina. One of the most important things I wanted to kind of throw out to our audience here um, was the fact that we, the solidarity we find in other people, other races who are fighting and, and protesting for us in ways we didn't even understand. So I wanted to put forth this as a trending topic because I thought it was so important. And the uh, chat here, we do have um, Sky5Angel who also was commenting that um, K-pop fans took over the Blue Lives Matter hashtag as well. So thank yes. you for telling us about that. I didn't know that myself. So yeah, that was that's what I wanted to pitch to you guys. And thank you, Trina, for explaining to us because yeah. I didn't know. I'm sure my co-hosts <laughs> didn't know. I'm sure most Black folk yes. didn't know. But we sure. got some ride or die K-pop fans who are out there changing the game for us in more ways than we know. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Right. Thank you, girl. Thanks, K-pop. Yes, K-pop. Yeah, there you go. Thank K-pop, not me. <laughs> I just participate for the fun of it all. Yeah. That was fun. That was well, fun. <laughs> Is that all you got for us, James? That is it. That is it. Thank you, Trina. So yeah. moving right along with Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, with that going on, we have an old-time favorite who was thinking about rebranding. And of course, Ashley has the tea for that. What's going on, Ashley? OMG, guys. So <laughs> big news happening. I'm sure you all heard, but um, Quaker Oats, the parent company of the Aunt Jemima, Pancake mix, syrup mix, they are doing a big, huge rebrand. And the rebrand is basically because the Aunt Jemima that we know and love is based on some very critical racial stereotypes. And so like with everything that's been going on this past month, Quaker Oats is like, okay, we're going to make a change and we are going to change the brand of this, you know, iconic um, breakfast 
breakfast brand and people are really excited about it. Uh, people have been, you know, fighting for this for, I mean, much longer than just the month that we've been, you know, really in the trenches with the Black Lives Matter movement, but a couple people are not too happy about the rebranding. And those people are the family members of the women who have been betrayed as Aunt Jemima. So um, the first Aunt Jemima's image was based on a Kentucky native. Her name was Nancy Green, and she was a, formal, uh, a former Civil War era slave. Um, other models have been Lillian Richard and the most current Ethel Ernestine Harper. So she's the current face that you see on the Aunt Jemima products. And so the great grandson of Mrs. Harrington said, you know, they want to erase my grandmother's history. And mm -hmm. one of the Richards family historians said, I wish we would take a breath and not just get rid of everything, good or bad. It's our history. And so this was trending and I, I felt kind of a ways about it. It, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of, and it really shouldn't, but it kind of reminds me of the backlash of having the Confederate flag be brought down and all of these, you know, Confederate statues and people being like, oh, it's our history, it's our history. But it's like, you lost the war, dude. Like, why? You don't see, you don't see Nazi flags in Germany. Like, that's not a thing. So it just definitely reminded me of this instance. So I wanted to see what you guys felt about it. Do you think that erasing the face of Aunt Jemima is erasing the history of what these Black women have done? Do you think it's the right thing to do? Do you think it's the wrong thing to do? How do you guys feel? Oh, oh man. Okay, I, I guess I'll oh. go first. <laughs> I, you know, Unjamima, it's like, that's a syrup bottle. Like, you know, it, it's it's like what you grew up to. And it, it's somebody Black that owned that, correct? Correct. Like, she created that, somebody Black? Or no, no, I don't. I don't think so. It's. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely a white brand. They just used her face okay, to sell well, it to Black people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all okay, people actually so, not just white yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well I mean I can see why that they I can see why they want to do that um especially with everything that's going on but I mean I can see why I can see why but I mean you know Jemima, but I can see the reason behind it like if it was a white person kind of putting a black face and right so, yes. yeah that's exactly I what feel like I kind of feel like understanding because now we understand the history of it it doesn't, it'll change the way the syrup tastes. It's going to be the same. <laughs> Chill, y'all. It's good. Right. So I kind of feel like now that we we understand the historical reverence of, of Aunt Jemima and like the, the racist ties that it has, I think it's only right that we make this change. Again, it's not going to change also the flavor of it or anything like that. And we have other brands. <laughs> I think like Uncle Ben's is in the negotiations yep. as well as changing. Uncle Ben's, Mrs. Butterworth, yeah, so Eskimo Butterworth. Pie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so all I going feel like rebranding. I feel like it's just a rebranding. Like it's not going to really change the product. I mean, we always have those. We will always have those fond memories of our past with these like images, but they're the past. I kind of mm -hmm. feel like they should stay there. I mean, it, we we're, we're tearing down statues and renaming bases uh, across the U.S. that are named after Confederate um, losers. So why not? This is a very small thing. So I feel like yeah. rebrand it, change it, make it modern. Don't change the flavor, <laughs> but change it. <laughs> Yes. I agree. I feel the same way. I'm like, okay. it's, it's not the, the flavor isn't going to change. And you know, if you really want the bottle that bad, just go buy a couple now and keep them for reference. Yeah. Like we don't need to continue to see this racial stereotype in our faces for another, you know, another 10, 20 generations. Like it's, it's enough. And we need to start 
uh, representing our culture in, you know, a better way. I mean, that's that's how mm-hmm. I feel about it. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit comfortable knowing that they're going to change. So I, I would hate to see like a white family saying, go get that Unchimima <laughs> syrup. yeah i'm glad that they're rebranding it and i don't think it's a bad thing that they're taking her face from it because i feel like uh, there's a lot more way more phenomenal things that black women have went down in history for so i feel like them taking that away would not decimate or devalue what black women have done so far in history because they are phenomenal and they are those leading people that um, do the change and do the work. So I feel like that that rebranding is something that's very small in the grand scheme of everything. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely true. So, um, Elgin, bitch better have my money. I had no. to Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> shot. That's probably I'm trying. I'm not even going to lie. So, Mr. 45, you know, after his whole loss at Tulsa and his uh, sold out, uh, whatever you want to call it, which it was like only 6,000 people there, even though it was supposed to be like 100,000 people there, but people trolled for all the tickets but mm-hmm. he got back to the white house he, like you could see there was a picture of him coming off and he just looked so pitiful and sad i, I kind of felt a, a smidge but you know sorry but the next you day what? He had, <laughs> no we did you know, not even a, a smidge you know no we did right. <laughs> i don't feel bad, bad for him too. i really don't but you know i try to so. keep it keep it nice but no nah, there was no sympathy <laughs> but the next day he he came uh he had an interview with some white house official about you know the plans for the next stimulus package and he said that it's going to be very generous this time and that it's going to uh something about bipartisan and i'm like okay well how much is this check because i want the check to clear and i want it to clear in abundance i don't want to have nothing to do with you but i will take your money but uh i hope the check clear so what do you guys think about this um because they're voting for it later uh, this week as well. Um, so what do you guys think? Do we need another stimulus check? Yeah, do we need yeah, some more yeah. I will happily pass a Trump check. Absolutely. He said I'm going to be like, me, me. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I got a Trump check. Check. Sure will. $10,000 to all small business owners. So they all got $10,000. So, yeah. yeah, I do want that money. Yeah, it is a time. Like they did and the to be honest, like that money is our money. We paid that money in it's taxes. True. So yeah, right. give me they, they my, my goddamn too, money. No. I will be Nene Leaks and cast that <laughs> Trump check and hate him the next day when it clears. Oh, it's fine. Man. Facts. Well, <laughs> totally fine. It, it is a time to be alive to have children because I'm hearing that, you know, they're getting <laughs> up to $6,000, you know, mm-hmm. when they have kids. And I'm just like, who kid can I claim today? Um, <laughs> okay. But I can say that line. That's kind of illegal. Never mind. That's terrible. <laughs> and then give it, what do you, people need it for the kids. Algin? Yeah, so you know, <laughs> like a little $30 there, here, there. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> school lunch, never hurt nobody, you know? 
Okay, and I hope it's more than the first amount, okay? Mm-hmm. So, speaking of the government, guys, okay, so we all know that COVID is still alive and active. Now, some states have decided to go into phase four of reopening. Now, although they are, I'm just a little bit confused because in order to go to phase four of reopening, don't you have to pass the requirements for phase two and three? <laughs> so, I'm just confused because, it's, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't people still dying? Did COVID get better? Like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, COVID has not gotten better. Exactly. So that's why everybody's confused. Like, I know like states like Illinois is going into phase four reopening, but I'm like, what is phase two and phase three? Like how they skip these phases and now we're just reopening. And you know, a lot of people have their opinions. And mm-hmm. I personally believe, I just think the government is government is prioritizing the economy over human health because it's not like COVID has gotten better or people stopped dying. Like it's is more deaths have increased. So, you know, a lot of states. Uh, people are confused, so I don't know. Are y'all going out if the stuff is... Are we going out to the bar and stuff when they open up or what? Yeah, when they find a cure. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going Maybe anywhere. Maybe in August. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like... I just think it's foolish at this point. Like, it, we, I think the last I checked, we were at, at uh, 115,000, 120,000 deaths in America. Mm-hmm, and there are states yeah. who are seeing spikes uh, currently. I, I think it's mm-hmm. just foolish. And I, I hope that people are... are not listening to that thing telling you to drink bleach and, and take hydroxychloroquine because those are not remedies to, to coronavirus. Right. So please <laughs> no. understand that. Um, no. So I, I think it's foolish. I think people, I think, I think what the issue lies with people are just getting tired. I think we had COVID-19 happen in the beginning of you know, quarantine and then we had the BLM mm-hmm. movement. I think that mm-hmm. people are still riding that BLM movement and we have such a short attention span as a, as a generation, as a country we want that instant gratification all the time. I think people are finally like, okay, like BLM, like we were out there protesting, like things are good. Like, no, things are not good. Please stay home. Please take precautions. Please wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid too that Fauci, what he said about the, uh, the vaccine maybe being done by 2020, that that was maybe forced just so everyone would kind of go along with what's happening a little bit better. Because obviously everybody's back and forth on what he's up to anyway. Not that I support either way because I don't know enough. Yeah. But, you know, how do we go from the end of 2020 or from the end of 2021 to now the end of 2020? It doesn't make much sense when we haven't mm-hmm. had any advancements. So I think you can't even listen to anyone. I don't think people are listening to Trump. I don't think people are listening to anybody. I think people are just listening to what they feel like they want to go, you know, and drink some freaking hard cider at the bar. And then that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because there's no there's no set direction. Like we're getting mm-hmm. so much information and contradictory information from so many different sources. So it's like, who are we supposed to listen to? Who's right? Who's wrong? Is it safe? Is yeah. it not safe? You know, mm-hmm. I, it's just there's just so much mm-hmm. that's unknown, and I think that yeah. just goes to a horrific lack of leadership. And you mm-hmm. know, you know who who's in charge of that? So yeah. yeah. The whole thing is just so confusing. Like I'm hearing like we on phase one and then later it's like we on phase three. Like all this phase stuff is reminding me of like the Avengers. Like you know they have like phase four, like we got these next set of movies. So I'm like, well, what's next in the grand scheme of all this? Like I feel like the zombie apocalypse next and stuff, but Oh um, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Parasite. Yeah. I do know what is next, and it's James and Club Four. 
Okay. Yo. All right, y'all. So um, this we're going very rarely do uh, my topic and Elgin topic overlap, but this day it will. But we're going to take two different angles on this. So as you all know, the queen bee herself, the messiah, Beyonce released Black Parade this weekend. And we're going to get into our thoughts and opinions about it in a minute. But I want to focus on the kind of business aspect of, of Black Parade. So if you guys didn't know, uh, Black Parade was actually uh, co-written with her husband, JC. And it was done um, and released on Juneteenth. Now, this this song itself has a has a business angle to it as well. So, in releasing the song, uh, I'm going to read some notes here. Um, uh, Beyonce on her website updated a feature um, of an organized list of curated um, black businesses that she wanted to promote. Now, these businesses range across the board from restaurants to fashion designers to 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 uh, to to, to uh, beauty connoisseurs, that kind of thing. One of her favorite go-to's, uh, her name is Zering Acres. On her Instagram, she posted uh, a new um, page. All any black business can follow, and they could be featured in Beyonce's uh, new campaign. So the hash or the the at is at dot own dot everything. So sorry, at black dot own dot everything so you can submit yourself and your business or businesses that you know that are black owned to this um to this at to this uh handle and you'll be able to be in the the, the ranks to be be featured by beyonce so if you guys know any black businesses that you support that you love again that that handle is at black dot own dot everything and you could have a chance to um be featured in beyonce's campaign for these curated businesses that she's supporting with the release of her brand new song um moving on from there this hits home to me because I was the nerdy kid growing up who would watch Nick News. If you guys remember back in the day on Nickelodeon, Nick News was a program by um, Linda Ellerby. Very quick history yes. about Nick, Nick News. Yeah, if you guys remember the show, I thought <laughs> yeah, it was so dope. As a kid, so you know, for, for me, and I'm sure for many of the hosts on this uh, um uh, in, in this uh, in Black Twitter right now, Nick, uh, sorry, uh, Linda Ellerby was like one of the go-to journalists, like hosts as a kid. For me in particular, she was one of the reasons I wanted to become a TV host because that was one Aww. of the first like, whoa, you can be on TV and be talking about the news and like interacting with people. I thought it was such a cool thing and a cool job, so it stood out to me. Uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, again, it was anchored by Linda Ellerby and it aired for 25 years, and it actually just ended when uh, Ellerby retired in 2016. So it did have a reemergence kind of in, in the mid um, 2000s. Um, the show won 10 Emmys, a Peabody, a Columbia, a Columbia DuPont Award as well. But we have gotten new news about Nick News because it has a new host and a new topic. So we have a special guest host that will be hosting a, a race relations um, Nick News featuring Miss Alicia Keys. So in this new special um, is meant to amplify voices and experiences of black kids across the country and uh, in the wake of these large uh, scale protests that are going on. I think that a lot of times during these protests, the children's perspective on this is oftentimes overlooked and how they feel about it. Because, you know, we are all adults and we're living through this and protesting and doing everything that we can. But these kids are going to be growing up. They're growing up in this and their perspective and understanding on this is super important as well. Um, so in this special, um, it will, again, be hosted by Alicia Keys, and it airs June 29th at 7 p.m. And Keys will lead a series of conversations with special guests and uh, co special guests uh, who are going to be the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, um, Alicia Garza, and Opel uh, Tometi. Excuse me if I'm saying that wrong. 
Another cool special guest that we've been talking about recently on the show is Miss Tabitha Brown. So she's going to be on there as well to hey. share some love. That we love all, her. We all love. Because this is your business. Because that's your business. So very quickly, what do you guys think about this? Is this a good thing to be introducing kids in race relations at such an early age? Give us your thoughts. Yeah. Because you know, honestly, it was crazy. I was just writing an article on that. Um, because like you said, kids, they are the ones that's growing up in this era right now. And honestly, it's the next generation that's going to have to, you know, like we're, they have to make these changes now so that the next generation can grow up in a more healthier, brighter future. Well, you know, world. So yes, it's very important. And you have to start young. You have to start yeah. young because it's, it's easier to teach a kid something as opposed to an adult who's stuck in their ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I am. Um, I'm curious that Alicia is going to be the host like that. I was kind of like, huh? <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually kind of glad you said that. Um, a couple months ago, uh, myself, uh, Ryland and Tyler Tyson hosted or did the after show for the Grammys. I thought Alicia was a terrible host for the Grammys mm -hmm. because it's such like a big, yeah. loud award show, sparkles and, you know, fireworks. Mm -hmm. But I think for something like this, her like monotone, very serious, mm -hmm. like I think that she might actually be one of the one of the better people to choose for this because she has such, such, such a serious tone and she's such like a, a mega superstar. But I did have your same concerns, Ashley. I'm like, I don't know. Who, would you, <laughs> Who would you like to see do it? You know what? The first person that comes to my mind, um, what's his name? Reading Rainbow. What's his name? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, oh, yeah. Lamar. Lamar. My boy, Lamar, Lamar Burton. Burton. Lamar Burton. <laughs> to me, awesome. that, he would be perfect. Awesome. He is, like, Hyper. synonymous for, 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 like, love and, 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 like, sharing to kids. So I think personally, I think he would be the the spot right. on choice for um. I, yeah, I think that's a good a good choice, Lavar Burton. I know a lot of people that would probably love to see that, just because that's just a, a iconic person. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's also yeah. really important for young kids to see black hosts and people of color hosting, no matter who it is. I think Alicia talks to everyone like they're a kid anyway, so I think it might work. <laughs> but yeah. I think that a show like you know, I was watching Nickelodeon. I didn't see, I'm from Wisconsin, so I didn't see any people that look like me. I was, I saw people that look like you guys and that was the closest that I got. And I would have to dig and find mm -hmm. it and watch like MTV when I was way too young and things like that. So if we put someone like Alicia on Nickelodeon, you know, small towns still exist, y'all. We live in New York, LA, wherever we live, but things look a lot different in the middle of all of that. And so mm -hmm. people need it's to true. be seeing things like this as kids of yeah. every kind of kid yeah totally I um, agree. yeah i agree definitely so moving right along to drops elgin what do the people need to be on the lookout for this week man i mean it's a lot going on but i tried to concentrate into two points today uh your local favorite women the city girls hey. Ran the summer. Hey. <laughs> they recently dropped their album city lot <laughs> um, and a, man it, it's definitely a city girls album I, I'll give you that um, I had, <laughs> they got a video called jobs that they put out too uh, the same day I believe and you know the video was funny the first part and then you know they got down to business I was like oh yeah this, this is definitely a city girls music video <laughs> yeah um, but funny thing is I opened up my Spotify and the first song that I saw was called cat talk uh, I'm not going to say the actual 
Mm-hmm. A song, and I saw that it was featuring Doja Cat. I'm like, why is this the first thing I see? Y'all? Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh, Doja Cat. Oh, we just can't get rid of her. We can't. We can't get rid of her. She can't get rid of them. They can always come back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. But uh, the album, I listened to uh, uh, three songs, and the album seems like it's pretty late. I mean, it's, it's what you expect from City city Girls, but a little bit more elevated just because they had enough time to grow as artists in the industry, especially with JT coming out of jail recently, too. Uh, she slaps on the album, uh, and it's it's really great. So that was uh, our first job for, for, ooh, dang, let me get it together, for the week. <laughs> and our last a single song? I'm just going to say song because it did it's rock a movement. in a, a movement. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, a movement dropped a couple hours before Juneteenth was about to end and that was uh, Beyonce dropping Black Parade and the song is lit. It's very interesting because it's not your average Beyonce song. Like the sound kind of sounded different and I remember uh, Chloe and Holly were talking about um Beyonce told us to put out music that isn't necessarily, like put out your music that isn't necessarily for the times, but it's gonna, people are gonna be able to catch up to it. I'm like, I think this is one of those songs that a lot of people will get, but then some people will be able to recall that in the future and um, look for those lyrics and actually resonate with them. And the song was lit. I mean, um, all chrome, black owned, black tint matte black i was like hey, mm-hmm. okay so she, she doing a lot but she also uh introduced a lot of other uh things in africa to um our roots and I, that's what i really loved about the song as well um so how did you guys feel about that i love the song i thought it was i thought it was like you said lit mm-hmm. um, my favorite uh, lyric in it was motherland drip on me Motherland, mm-hmm. I love love that song. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I, I I love when you know I know it's a bit controversial when artists kind of put in their political, you know, nuance into songs. But mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to to artistry, there is no wrong way to to express yourself. So I'm all for mm-hmm. it. You know, I know it's it, you know unfortunately unfortunately not everyone is ride or die like all five of us are for BLM, but. You know, we have there's an audience for those people, us. So I say, litter your entire album, your roster with with supporting Black lives, because mm-hmm. those same Black lives are the people that support Beyonce. So yeah, and white Agreed. lives, all lives for that matter. Everybody support Beyonce. She's everybody's queen. So yeah, they, they yeah. do love Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right Ashley, you got some interesting news for us this week. What's going on in Black Twitter news? I do have some interesting news. So I wanted to start off, we talked about COVID-19 a little bit earlier today, um, but COVID-19 in relation to the Black community. So we know the vaccine is coming, um, but researchers are saying that it is crucial for African-Americans to be involved in these um, in these clinical trials to make sure that the vaccines work. Um, this is a very touchy issue with the black community. I mean, so far 30,000 African-Americans have been killed by COVID-19. That's a quarter of the 116,000 that have been killed in the United States. And we are being disproportionately um, affected by, by this disease. And the fact that we have such a contingent relationship with the medical field in, in testing is just, you know, it's really hard to get people out there to try to test um, the vaccine on us because of situations like 
the Tuskegee, the Tuskegee Airmen and mm-hmm. the, the syphilis incident, if you guys remember. So this was a 40-year study. Uh, it happened. It just ended in 1972. So that was just 50 years ago. I mean, my mom's 59, like to put that, to put that in perspective. Mm-hmm. So they have been testing on us for centuries and centuries. And so Black people are just like, I don't, I don't trust it. But the researchers are saying if we don't get involved, the vaccine may not work on us. It may not work on our genetics and we may continue to lose more lives. So this is a really this is a really big issue in our community. Like, would you guys feel comfortable signing up for a clinical trial in order to possibly help African-Americans, you know, beat this disease? Or are they just going to have to figure it out? and We're just going to get left left behind. This is this is like real stuff. No, it is. That I don't know about that. I, you couldn't even give me five stimulus checks to say, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> but know, somebody has yeah. to. I'm going, look, Miss Everest voice. I go back to that movie what, about the Tuskegee Airmen. If you guys have mm-hmm. not seen it, I suggest you watch mm-hmm. it. It's called Miss Everest Boys. It was about what Ashley just mentioned with the Tuskegee Airmen, how they put syphilis into them mm-hmm. for 44, mm-hmm. 40 years study, and they was lying to them. Yeah, and it's actually went to um, Supreme Court and everything. That like, was a big case. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. I'm, case. I'm, I don't know me personally. I... Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, and I... with with the syphilis study, just to kind of tell you guys how how critical it was. Like, out of the 400 black men who were studied, 28 of them died of syphilis. A hundred of them <sighs> died of related illnesses. 40 of their wives were infected and 19 wow. children were born with syphilis all because mm. they wanted to test us on black men. So yeah. it's understandable that we don't trust that we don't trust that that mm-hmm. society in the medical field because they've done us wrong over and over and over again. But it's a catch 22. It's like if they don't test on us, then, you know, it could affect us in a harmful way. So, yeah. Well, uh, also. And it was just one quick thing. Today is a vote day. So primary voting day today for New York, Virginia, and Kentucky. So if you haven't gone out and you're in those states, go out and vote before those polls close. But I wanted to focus on Kentucky in particular, just so you guys know what's going on there. It's really, really, really bad news. So only 170 in-person polling stations are available in Kentucky for today's primary vote. Uh, That is a drop from 3,700 polling stations in the previous election. Like it makes your jaw drop. Um, So of course people are calling out voter suppression and we talked a little bit about this, um, about what happened in Georgia. Lines are getting extensive. Like it's just, it's a big problem. And um, the Kentucky legislative team is saying that, oh, well, we've been really pushing for mail-in voting and like absentee ballots. So that's how we're making up for the decline. But the drop is just too massive. And of course, the biggest populated cities, which include the majority of people who are, you know, minorities, are only going to have one polling place to go to. So it's just, it, 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 the situation just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, so we really have to continue to fight to make sure that, you know, our voice is heard in every, in every way, but especially, especially at the polls. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we need this. <sighs> okay, guys, are y'all ready for petty crimes? Because I have <laughs> okay. So now Facebook is in the hot seat for petty crime. Facebook has been exposed for filtering and deleting Trump slash MAGA content. Now, of course, this investigation was done by Project Veritas. 
For those that do not know, Project Baristas is a right-wing right activist group that disguises hidden cameras to uncover supposed liberal bias corruption, okay? This group is also known for producing deceptively edited videos. So I just wanted to give you the background before we play the clip um, that's going viral. So I'm gonna play a short snippet so you guys can kind of see what's going on right now. Okay, guys, so play. Now. So you've deleted just hashtag MAGA, yeah. like the post gone. Was there a directive to put a bias? So, first, are you guys, basically in the video, people are trying to decide is Facebook wrong for censoring Trump slash MAGA speech, or should everyone be allowed to have a freedom of speech and allowed to choose what they want and see? on Facebook. So it's a discussion going on. What do you guys think? Is Facebook wrong for deleting Trump and MAGA content or should they allow people to have a freedom of speech? I mean, freedom of speech, it is, it is a constitutional right. It is. It's a constitutional right. And I mean, it's like, where does the line, where is the line for like, when is it hate and when is it just your opinion? So that's what I kind of grapple with but yeah. i mean censorship isn't isn't cool either you know so it's a, it's a slippery slope this one yeah I, I i agree with with ashley in this and i know that it may be a very unpopular opinion but like it, it's an opinion that I, I hate to admit myself but like i think in this instance like i don't necessarily necessarily think that facebook is is right in this because they, i don't think they really should be censoring that side of the thing um, and their opinions or whatever but whatever no but honestly like uh, you know what again i'm i'm like flaming liberal and i'm like very left-leaning but you know there 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 is a right side and they deserve their voice and their opinion and i don't think they should be censored as well i can disagree with it and we can have that discussion on online because y'all be you know keyboard warriors sometimes we can have a discussion online but i don't think that um you know that side of the fence to be should should be crossed, you know censored or, or silenced in any way and i think it is a bit unfair of of, of uh, facebook to, to do so for those people and i think we all need to realize that it's facebook making the decision of what side they want to delete things for no matter what it's about like it could eventually be your side depending mm -hmm. on what the leaders of this company feel is right or whatever. And so it doesn't really matter what it's about. You know, it's, do we really want to let them make the choices? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Elgin? Well, this, here's the thing. Here it comes, Elgin, here it comes, here it comes. Tell us. <laughs> nah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm have to get down to brass tacks. It, it is wrong. <laughs> Um, because if it happened to the other side, everybody would be, you know, going just as crazy, going just as hard, too. So I feel like it is wrong. But in the same Constitution or the same 
laws that this country, you know, the, the colonizers developed. You know, you're innocent until you're guilty. So who does, who's to say that Facebook actually did that, you know? So, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> is, you know, I, I agree. I feel like it, nobody likes Trump, you know? So, you know. Even the people that do, okay, take out his right. However, I do agree if it was the other way around, Mm -hmm. and let's say they were pro Trump and they were censoring the other side, then it would be like, so to be fair, it's kind of like I guess you do have to allow people to have a freedom of speech and allow people to choose between what they want to see in here. And if they want to argue and get to keyboard worrying with the other person, Mm -hmm. and you know, let it be. However, I do feel like if it's any type of hate speech, like hate mm-hmm. stuff or anything that's violent, I think that should be censored um, and yeah. taken off. Because I do think there's a, a line you can draw between freedom of speech um, as opposed to like people actually uh, spreading hate and violence and all of that stuff. So <sighs> Facebook, you know, we don't like Trump, but we got to think if it was the other way around. So yeah. Yeah, Facebook, freedom of speech, I guess. They well, understand. guys, this was such a good show. Trina, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I love all of you. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey Trina Dong and uh, K Pop News Weekly on Wednesdays on all AfterBuzz TV social. Yes. All right, Miss Ashley D. Gore. Hey, girl, where can we find you at? Hi, guys. Live, by the way. You want to keep up on Instagram, girl? Let him know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you got a fan. I am still at Ashley Dior Jones on all social media platforms. Thanks for watching, everyone. Elgin, where can we see you at, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can never be, I can never not laugh. Uh, you guys can find me on the Instagram and on the Twitter at Elgin underscore ball. Okay. Where can we see you? Yes. To follow Elgin's lead, you can find me on the Twitter at James Maple Actor and on the Instagram at Terrell James Maple. You guys, I am AJ. Hit me up on Instagram at Crimson Pearl and on Twitter at Crimson Pearl 22. This is Black Hollywood Live, Black Twitter, and we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Peace. Brianna Taylor, say her name. Yes, yes sir. Brianna <laughs> Taylor. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood Redefined.